With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to episode 64 of the Bomber Brothers Podcast, part of the Pinstripe Alley community of podcasts. Sean and Ryan here for another week to talk about the latest around the Yankees and baseball as a whole. And we're inching closer to live actual baseball as long as nothing gets in the way of that, like a virus that's spiking in surrounding states. But... We'll we'll see what happens. There's uh, still still trouble in camps like the Blue Jays where there were positive cases, and but um, at the same time, there's also players reporting to camp. We have pictures of some Yankees arriving at camp at Yankee Stadium, masked up and and ready to go. So, Sean, if all goes according to baseball's plan, we will have baseball this month yeah i um i saw the pictures of i think it was glaber and uh what's his face uh geo yeah arriving off the the bus and i, I somebody said they're not arriving in mass they're arriving in masks so <laughs> that was that was funny um so yeah i mean it's nice to see them them coming but we've seen now players are already opting out of playing right uh Zimmerman, Desmond, and uh, Mike Leak. Um, isn't it interesting too that Mike Leak's service time was exactly there to get him his full pension? Um, yeah. So thankfully they didn't jerk him around with um, with that in early in his career, and it makes a big difference down the road. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited that they're reporting back. I, I think Garrett Cole's updates with him, like on the mound before, like even everybody came back, has has kept me pumped up. Um, Glaber's been doing his home workout videos on uh, on the Yankees Twitter, which has been interesting. And I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. We're seeing the the resurgence, and and it seems like the mask thing is starting to be promoted a little bit more heavily. Like I've seen. In Kansas City, there was like an ad, like, if you care about Patrick Mahomes, please wear a mask. So at least it seems like more people are getting on the train to wear a freaking mask, which, uh, you know, shouldn't be that that difficult to do. But for some reason, it has been. Um, so, yeah, hopefully uh, people start acting smarter and we can get some baseball because that's the only way it's going to happen is if people uh, listen to the medical health professionals. 
Yeah. I mean, if you look at states like where we are, which is New Jersey and Connecticut, where masks have been mandated for a while now, um, the trend the trend in virus cases has gone down. And in other places where those kinds of precautions have been much more lax and the states reopened sooner, that's where we have a, a lot of trouble right now. So Hopefully they can be contained in those states like Florida and Texas and North Carolina. That way we can continue on this path toward having baseball and and live sports. I'm certainly still skeptical and a little nervous, but like you said, it's even even in spite of that, it's still exciting to see players reporting to camp and knowing that they're starting to get ready for a potential season which of course will only be 60 games, but it's still baseball, so I will still be excited if it indeed happens, especially because it seems like Brian Cashman had a a good amount of positive news in terms of some of the injured Yankees and their um, prospect of being ready for opening day. Of course, some of those weren't exactly positive, like, like after initially reading them, like for example, you know Aaron Judge, we're we're very optimistic right now that maybe his proclamation that he would be ready opening day and in the lineup will ring true. That's what Cashman said about Aaron Judge being ready for opening day, as he's still recovering from a cracked rib and a punctured lung. He's resumed hitting and throwing activities, uh, but. You know, you, you just, I don't know. You see a quote like that and you're just like, okay, it's like your typical, we're optimistic, but there's definitely in a couple of weeks probably going to hear something like, okay, like now we're not so sure. And we'll see. We'll see. I mean, there's still about three weeks to go, but what's, uh, what's your hopes for Judge being in the lineup on opening day, July 23rd? 24th? I was just, I was just going to say, do you think, do you think Judge or Cashman is just looking around at what's going on in the country and being like, I'm just going to go out there and be positive because there's no way we're playing. It's just like, <laughs> I, I, I can totally see him doing that. But um, no, I don't know. I mean, there was a video of him hitting I saw online and yeah. that, that's encouraging, right? I mean, he's taking some swings. It looked like he was doing it at a like little league field or something. But um, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful, man. He, he, he sounds like he's ready. He's he's been proven to be kind of a slow healer, um, but you know it's been so much time. Hopefully he's he's completely healed now, um, and you know and they could have the whole outfield intact. You know Hicks Hicks could be back. You have Stanton. Well, I what not? Isn't Stanton expected to just be DH? Yeah, I mean you have Guardy too, but we'll see. Uh, I don't know though. I think I think um, I think there's a good chance that that judge is in there on opening day. I mean, it's got nothing to do but but heal. You know. Yeah, that's true. Well, what about Stanton though? He's he's been dealing with that strained calf, and Cashman said that Stanton will be good to go, but that it will likely be as a designated hitter because he hasn't really done uh, many outfield drills yet. Oh, good, because he was just doing drills when he strained that calf. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm, I'm getting frustrated with the man. Like, 
do you strain your calf doing outfield drills? You've had nothing to do but rest from March to July, and you're still like not not in shape to play. That, and I, I know not in shape. When I say that, it's not like always coming into to camp. Uh, not in you know not strong, but it's just like you're not flexible enough to play right now. Like I don't, that rubs me the wrong way, man. I I, I don't know. Like I, he's probably better suited to be a DH anyway. But imagine if he could play left field, like he came in a little bit more limber. I, he played every day in right field in the National League just two years ago. Wow. I'm getting kind of frustrated. Yeah, it's definitely been um, – this has definitely been a lot more long-lasting in terms of injury issues. I mean, we definitely always kind of were quick to stick up for Sam because of that track record of – playing every day in the outfield in 2017 and then pretty much playing every day in the outfield in 2018 even when he was dealing with some nagging injuries so once he once he ran into those injury problems in 2019 it was kind of easy to stick up for him because of those last two years were had literally just happened so but now now we're coming on you know in the 2020 this is getting to two full seasons where there have been a lot of injury problems and if you know if he was dealing with a strained calf back in March, and wouldn't be ready to play the outfield in late July, that's certainly a much longer recovery time that that you than you you would expect for yeah, we, a calf yeah. injury. We'd be flipping out right now. Like if the regular season just had been going on as normal, we'd be flipping out right now about what the hell's going on with Stan. Yeah, and and Judge. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy, but it's that's the Yankee baseball we've become accustomed to as of late. Yeah, Just guys get hurt, never come back, and I, I think that's that's the thing that worries me the most about the shortened season is you know if any of this crops up, we're done. I yeah, mean, you know you can't, you know you can't if you lose if you get a guy that goes down for twenty games, it's a third of the season, and yeah. the Yankees never stay down for just twenty games. It's always uh, always a much longer process. So um, then we also have Aaron Hicks and James Paxson are the other two, and it looks like they could both be back for, for opening day. I'm sure with Hicks there's going to be a lot of um, just conditioning and, and getting game ready. And for Paxson, uh, Cashman seemed pretty pretty adamant that he's going to be ready to go. He's completed his rehab, so now he just has to, you know, treat this spring training 2.0 like a like a spring training and just you know get game ready over these next three weeks and build his stamina up so especially with Severino out it'll be nice to have Paxton on on the opening day roster after that back surgery back in February and then with Hicks with the Tommy John surgery it could it could turn out being that he had Tommy John surgery and then not miss a game the uh, I think they said it'll be the first person in, in baseball history to have TJ and not miss a game. So good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I, I think Hicks is is a huge X factor this year, and having him back would be huge because I mean, aside from Gardner, you have no other bat from the other side when you're facing a right-handed pitcher. Like Hicks provides a lot of good pop from the from the left side. Um, and I mean, we've seen him come up big with, you know, big all the time. 
I think his presence helps the Yankee lineup and, and having a power hitting switch hitter is something that I think we, we took for granted uh, many times, whether it be Bernie um, and Posada or Posada and Teixeira, um, that, that the good, really good Yankee teams always had that combination. And you could even throw Nick Swisher in there too. Um, but ha- having, having a really good switch hitter is extremely valuable. And I think, um, I think it'd be really important to have him. And especially if you're going to have to ease guys into it, um, like an Aaron, give Aaron George some rest, give Stanton some rest, like being able to rotate with Hicks, Gardner, Judge, and Stanton, if he's ever able to play the outfield, or Tyler Wade, if, if he's there to play the outfield, that, that'd be huge. I mean, just more professional hitters in your lineup. Yeah, so we'll see as I'm kind of expecting as we get closer to opening day, there's going to be more uncertainty about if at least a couple of those guys are, are going to be ready for the start of the season. Obviously, there'll be questions on if baseball as a whole is going to be ready for the for the start of the season, but we'll see. From right for right now, as we sit here on July second, we're what exactly three weeks away from from the first game of the season. Yeah. So wow, that's Cole, Cole versus Scherzer on uh, on opening day. Is that the rumor? Yeah, I mean, or I guess it could be Strasburg. Yeah, that's true too. But either way, I'd love it to be Scherzer. Oh, yeah. They have a little more juice to me. Yeah, for sure. But Strasburg's great, too. Yeah, that would be what? Battle of two former number one picks? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. um, So then we have uh, Rob Manfred opening his mouth, which you knew was going to lead to trouble. Yeah, it's not what you want. said we we weren't going to play more than 60 games no matter how the negotiations with the players went. What the hell Yikes. is he thinking? Well, maybe he felt bad for the players and he's like I'm going to make this arbitration or I mean this uh grievance really because yeah. <laughs> that's basically what he just did. I mean, was Tony Clark not like simultaneously mad as hell but also jumping up and down cuz his grievance case just was given a massive boost? Oh, they got him right, right then and there. I mean, wh- what else is there now? Like, how can you? How can you? He's going to have to walk that back in some shape or form. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely going to try to say like, oh, I meant like that. Um, we weren't going to play more than sixty because of like the pandemic is what I meant, not because like we wouldn't have agreed to anything else. Yeah, but which he easily could have worded differently if that's what he meant. Mm-hmm. That that's so funny though. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, come on, we knew this the whole time. Every player knew it, and I'm glad he said it. And I know he'll did you know kind of come up with some way to to spin it so it doesn't seem that way. But dude, like I don't know, I don't trust the institution. No, definitely not. How could you? I mean, they just screw. You know, they don't care. They care about themselves, which is sad. But what are you gonna do? I don't know. I hopefully this just speeds any kind of grievance up, so we can uh, just get back to baseball quicker. But um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, what are you going to do? The I think the I think the, like the most ridiculous part was how he was like, you know, it, 
he said it's it's about the calendar. We're playing sixty games in sixty three days right now. I don't see, given the reality of the health situation over the past few weeks, how we were going to get going any faster than the calendar we're on right now. No matter what the state of those negotiations were, I mean that's your own fault. <laughs> yeah, you, you, we were pushed back this far, not really because of the virus, which was actually you know cases were actually down before all these recent spikes when you know you could have returned back to play weeks ago i mean there was there was talk about trying to get back on the fourth of july and be the first sport back they're in this spot because they kept turning down every mlbpa's proposal and you know then going through the ridiculous crap of like oh like this isn't this is a non-starter like we don't even know if we're going to come back with a counter and just stalling as long as they could to get to the point where 60 games was the only option like this is uh, i don't know i cannot believe he even thought it would be a a good idea to talk about this i mean i can because he doesn't seem to know what the hell to say and what not to say at all times so just i don't know Baseball's in bad hands. That, that's what I think. Oh no, that absolutely is. And then, and then you know, now it's pretty for the players when they when they do file this grievance. It's going to be pretty damn easy to say that you know the negotiations themselves were just a complete sham. It was just it was just an effort to push back a potential start date as long as possible until sixty games was the only option. Yep. And they have the commissioner on record literally saying that 60 games was their only option. So couple <laughs> couple that quote with the uh, behavior of the owners and Manfred over the past month or so. And it becomes pretty obvious that they did not negotiate in, uh, in good faith. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a battle, but I don't know. At least just try to enjoy if we get baseball this year because I have a feeling in a couple of years we're going to miss a whole season with the way that they're uh, they're handling things. Yeah, and obviously history shows that that you know fans will come back, but it will be interesting to see how many potential fans that could have become fans that will be lost or, or really casual fans that will be lost if you've already missed you know a hundred games of this season and then a year later lose an entire season what that's going to do to the game but uh not good not good yeah well we'll see i mean there's enough crazy rules that they're putting in for this already and uh that that banford's toyed with so i I don't know it's all crazy to me but you know like we said on july 23rd when when the Grom or, or I'm sorry, when Cole or Scherzer throw the first pitch, we'll, we'll be all in. Oh yeah, absolutely. There'll be time to go. I'll be start complaining about something else. I don't know what. Stanton not being in the lineup or something like that. Probably, 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 but maybe not. Or Cole like, or Cole like giving up, you know, a couple runs over five innings. Yeah, that'd be hard. Everyone, everyone will be freaking out about that. Yeah, people will be like, oh, they shouldn't have gave him this deal, even though it's what fans have wanted forever. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's going to be interesting, man. But we'll see. I don't know. 
Um, I guess last piece of new news came yesterday that the Yankees aren't going to be in the Field of Dreams game anymore, which we kind of uh, knew was going to happen. Yeah, because they're only playing local games. Yeah. Can't go all so, the way out to Iowa right now. Yeah. I um, I did not care even a little bit to open up the link to read the article, honestly. I know you were kind of excited about it, but I honestly just, just wasn't that pumped up about the Field of Dreams game. I, uh, you know, I really like the movie, but you're not even playing on the actual Field of Dreams. They're building a new field. Yeah, that, that, that already made it dwindle for me in terms of excitement. And I, it just it just screams like money grab. Well, yeah, of course. What does baseball do that isn't? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so now it's the Cardinals instead of the Yankees. Well, it's a, a nice classic franchise. Yeah, yeah. So I'll certainly still watch it. Eh, I might. I'm gonna probably watch any baseball game I can once it comes back because it's been so long. It's been a while, but I, I think the schedule is going to be pretty compact. You'll have tons of Yankee games to watch, hopefully. Oh yeah. What do you think? What do you think the odds are that we actually get a season? Ugh. Uh, I'd say the odds are in like the thirty seventy range in my mind. Thirty four seventy against. Yeah. Okay. What about you? It's funny because I was going to say twenty five seventy five, so we're pretty much right. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right next to each other. Very interesting. So we'll see. Yeah. You know, what I was thinking about today. What? It's kind of off topic, but I was just thinking about it for some reason. What Yankee for like just like each season like symbolizes that year for you? Like twenty seventeen, I instantly think of Aaron Judge. 2016, I instantly think of Gary Sanchez. Do you have any years like that that you're just like, I'm thinking about that guy if I think about about a certain year? Yeah, 2018 for me is Stanton because he was really good, like the Yankees, won 100 Mm -hmm. games, but the Yankees were also like one of the more, the 2018 Yankees were one of the more like frustrating uh, 100-win teams I've watched. Yeah, because they went through those lulls and you know playing five hundred ball against teams like the Orioles, and then so then you had you know Stan who was an MVP, uh, playing having a really good season, and then just was like completely frustrating in the playoffs. So, so that's I, a good one for twenty eighteen. And then for twenty nineteen, it would probably be Lemayhu. I, I would say, in terms yeah. of like, you know one of the many guys who you weren't expecting much from and wound up being amazing. So like him and the Gio Urshela's and Mike Talkman's and all, and all those guys. So I would say LeMahieu for 2019. That's a good one. Trying to think of, uh, 2013, I'd say someone like Lyle Overpay. (laughs) That's exactly why I started thinking about that. Cause somebody tweeted, what, like what was the most random Yankee home run you ever saw? And I was thinking, I saw like fans give Lyle Overbay a standing ovation when he pinch hit once <laughs> because they were so desperate for for offense and he hit a home run. And I'm like, I always think 2013 it's either Overbay or to be fair, Soriano was a, was a big one. Oh yeah. Seen as well, but uh, definitely Overbay 
summarize the season. Yeah. Pretty well. But, Sor- uh, Soriano would be the one I would pick if we were just doing like second half of 2013 or yeah. something like that. But yeah, that's like that's fair. 2018 though, I was thinking more of like um, maybe maybe Miguel Andujar because um, definitely ton of potential, a lot of talent, but there was something sort of off. And with Andujar, it was just defense the whole time, and uh, you know with the team, it just never got together. But yeah, I was thinking maybe more like Gio for last year or or, or Lemayhu, but Gio was just even more unexpected. Like holy yeah. crap, where'd this guy come from? And and it was fitting because both the guys we mentioned almost saved the season together but yeah ah uh, anyway i don't know i just thought i was thinking about that i wanted to get your opinion on it and then 2015 definitely a rod oh yeah without a doubt without a doubt that was a really fun year for, yeah. for a rod so electric in the first half and then just slowly started to fade yeah. into what would be his 2016 season before he retired <laughs> Yeah, I would say A Rod 2009 and 2015, pretty, pretty right there. So, I don't know, man. I rewatched the video. Somebody posted on Twitter of when uh, the the pop up with Jeter and A Rod. Oh yeah, and it was like who was wrong, and it's like A Rod is wrong on the play. But Jeter's so wrong afterwards. Like oh, he yeah. just like he doesn't even go after the ball. That's like yeah, wow. But it's uh, fun, fun, fun times. I know Maybe. that was a uh, that was definitely interesting. Definitely yeah. nobody nobody brought out a uh, Jeter's like quote unquote human side more than a Rod in terms of like Jeter's flaws is like person who's pretty clearly struggles to forgive yeah yeah a lot like jordan jordan in that way i think i've been watching the the last dance and definitely see similarities between the two of them in terms of their competitiveness and how at times it uh plays to their detriment yeah absolutely but what are you gonna do i mean so it makes them great oh god yeah still miss watching judo play like crazy even if he hated the person he was playing right next to, I miss I miss watching A Rod play too. He's probably the best best hitter I've ever seen. Yeah, he was good. I saw him hit two home runs in one inning once. That was crazy. Yeah, that's wild. But I don't know. I uh, I really like the team. The, the like right now, I feel like it's more fun and easy to watch. Like there was an uncomfortable feeling watching some of the like mid two thousand teams, the, the mid to late two thousand teams. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, like up until '09, A Rod really stuck out, stuck out like a sore thumb on those yeah. teams. Um, and then he came back, and it was he, he did better. Yeah, with a brief hiccup in 2012 around playoff time. Oh yeah, but you know what? Like, all right, so like the aftermath with him giving his number to the girls in the stands and whatnot. Yes, yeah. it's bad, but. He was the first person to greet Abanez after he oh, gets yeah. chip and he for was super and that, excited. Yeah, that that to me is really important because that's yeah. right. That's like what being a part of a team is: is rooting for each other, even when you're not the one that's that's doing the job. And, and you know, baseball's a team sport, but all based on individual efforts. And 
you know, that was a hundred percent the right call by Girardi. A Rod got blown away by was it Jim Johnson, yeah. right? In game two, I remember. So, you know, it was it was good for him to recognize that. I don't know if G- if Jeter would have been the same way because Jeter no. would have taken it as a slight. Yeah, like I absolutely. know, I know. And I mean, he's one of my favorite Yankees ever. I know Jorge Posada would not have been cool with that. Probably wouldn't even have been in the dugout anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's batting ninth, so he needed a break. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, but anyway, all right. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's all that's going on right now. So, I don't know. Do you want to say what you're uh, what you're looking forward to this week? Maybe just like hoping for no negative Yankee injury updates now that we've got a few positive ones. Yeah, that, that's fair, right? I'm looking for, yeah, just looking forward to, I mean, guys have reported back, so we'll start gearing up. I don't think any Yankees have opted out of playing, so hopefully that doesn't doesn't pop up. If they, if a guy does, though, I mean, can you blame him? You know, I'd rather, you know, it's more important to be protective of your family and uh, of yourself. So, yeah, I'm just, you know, hopefully we start to get a little more news trickling out about them getting ready. And hopefully we have more of a sense of um, uh, more of a sense of comfort with them actually coming back rather than right now where we feel very uncertain. Um, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, sounds good. That's all I got. And just a quick reminder before we go is to not trash players who decide to sit out the season because that's just a stupid thing to do. And obviously I've already seen plenty of that on oh, yeah. social media because people are idiots. But that's don't true. be an idiot. And um, thanks to everyone for listening. We're one week closer to potentially seeing baseball. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully come next week the uh, outlook is a little more positive around around the country. Time will tell, but... Until then, everyone stay safe, wear a mask, and we will talk to you next week. Oh, and before we go, I wanted to add in. Nope. If if any Yankee fans uh, like you know like our age want to see some old highlights, there's a YouTube account that's been posting a lot of old ones. I know I've sent you one, but like random games like Yankees Twins 1998, like something like that. It's Italic NY, and uh, he's has a lot of good Gary Thorne calls too. And I've really been enjoying watching some of those highlights while, while we're in quarantine, like a random Tino Martinez home run against, you know, the Indians from 2001 or, or a Bernie grand slam from 93. It's you know it's, it's cool to go back and watch the old guys. And I'll tell you the MSG announcers still get me pumped up and remind me of oh, uh, yeah. when, the, when the team was great. Yeah. No, after, that's, after, that's good. after watching a couple of those, I went back and listened to the old like MS, Yankees on MSG intro. That, those were the best. Definitely missed the Yankees on on MSG. Yeah, MSG had with the Yankees intro and the old Rangers intro the best two sports intros that there were for a while. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Sorry on that tangent. I just thought it was cool. And any Yankee fans out there that are about our age would, I'm sure, appreciate some of those highlights. Yeah, no, definitely check those out. I mean, I know I've kind of worn out Yankees playoff highlights over the past few years um, during this quarantine time. Can only- I've been watching some Mets highlights. I'm getting so bored. <laughs> All right, well, I hope I don't get to that point because there's not many to choose from. Yeah, it's it's basically like David the- Wright's home run. Yeah, well, the Granderson homers of the World Series I like to watch too. Yeah, uh, I like the Grandy. We love Granderson. Yep. 
Come on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you next week.